Mike Newton could have held your hand while they stitched you up. And he wouldn't be fighting the urge to kill you the whole time he was there. How the hell did Mike Newton end up in this conversation? I demanded. Mike Newton ended up in this conversation because Mike Newton would be a hell of a lot healthier for you to be with. He growled. I'd rather die than be with Mike Newton. I protested. I'd rather die than be with anyone but you. Don't be melodramatic. Well, then don't be ridiculous. What's your name? <laughs> I don't like this at all. <laughs> I'd rather die than be with Mike Newton. Um, speaking of Mike Newton, I haven't had a Fig Newton in. A I'd rather while. die than be with a Fig Newton. Something about a Fig Newton is very good. It's I just hate so soft. Fig There's nothing good about a Fig. There's Newton. something good. No, I want a Fig Newton, but made out of like date, date Newton. A date Newton is so close to a fig Newton, there's no point in <laughs> differentiating. Have you met my son? His name's Date Newton? Or is that something like I'd an old-timey... I'd rather die than date Mike Newton. Or like um, uh, an old Southern, like, oh, woo-hoo, oh, Date Newton, I got a chick in the mail. <laughs> no, I don't know what that was, but I don't think Date Newton Click, was kick that. Click, kick, hail. It's like darn Click, tootin'. kick, hey. Look, guys, welcome to our podcast, Edward is a Vampire. My name's Chris. I'm Team Charlisle. My name is Maggie. That's the end, folks. Yeah, that's that's the end of the podcast. <laughs> nice to see you. <laughs> Rough out here. Uh. <laughs> um, Chris, isn't it exciting to be in book two? It is exciting to be in book two as an entree into America, too. Yes, we mm, we. Oui, oui. This is Fon, now. Fon. This yes. has now become an America Two podcast. Table microphone computer. Maggie's just Book. naming things you can see in below. Chris, <laughs> uh, we've lost Speaker, our <laughs> television. The thing about book two is that um, I we have books that I can only come back to disc. <laughs> Wires. Only assume these books are for old readers because the margins are 800 miles wide. I assume that they're for young readers. Look, young readers and old readers have the same problem. They can't read. Magic Treehouse, 90% margins. Look, look, hey, (laughs) you want to stock this Magic Treehouse in your bookstore? We have 98% margins on these. We print them (laughs) for two cents. You sell them to stupid kids at a scholastic book fair along with a spy kit. Both are bundled together for forty nine ninety nine. Chris, what was your favorite thing to buy at the book fair? I Other al- than books. I always wanted to get um, you know, any sort of kit. Spy oh. kit, science kit. I really anything wanted, with a magnifying glass, I wanted it. I really wanted the um like the the office supplies. The like like a stapler? No, like pens that smelled good or big erasers and shapes. You know, like the table. Okay, extra I want to call those stuff. Office. Those are like fun kid. Yeah, I mean, but they're fun kid office supplies. Did you think of them as office supplies as a kid? Absolutely. Oh, no. Oh, tragedy. (laughs) I got a Palm Pilot once. (laughs) (laughs) I I was allowed to get one fun school supply, and I got a Palm Pilot. It seems like it would be expensive, but it was like a $15 Palm Pilot. It played, you could play Snake, and I think it had a calendar feature, and that might be it. I think you might have gotten a slightly more A compact organizer. (laughs) Calculator. As they would say in Buffy. No, it wasn't a calculator. It had a, you know. It couldn't even do calculations? I'm not sure it could. It did Snake, and there was a calendar feature. That's the two things kids love the most. Snake in the game. (laughs) Calendar. There's a notes. It was it was like slate blue and then slightly lighter slate blue cover that you could flip open and then the little pen came out. That sounds good for kids. Slate blue. (laughs) It wasn't for kids. Let's be very clear. I feel like suddenly we're making fun of the Yeah, I am I'm making fun of four year old four year old fourth grade. I was not Four when I got my compact organizer, I was very advanced. Cool for you, but not that. Advanced. Yeah, the book fair. I just want. I just like circled every book that was like goosebumps or mm. about birds. 
I liked packs of books. Yeah. When you could get like not just one book, but like all five Captain Underpants in one. Yeah. Never that. That sounds too gross for me. Yeah. It was all Captain Underpants was all boy humor. And I wish Twilight was a little more like Captain Underpants. I want characters that are accessible. I don't miss miss boy humor from these books. I got to (laughs) say, I don't miss the league. <laughs> I don't wish that uh that uh freaking uh freaking let's see if she can remember one character's name from this book. <laughs> ding, dong, ding, I wasn't trying dong, to think of ding, characters dong. from this book. I was trying to think of actors that were in the league. Uh Paul Shear and Jason Manzukis. Oh, I like Jason Manzukis. Paul Shear is a little bit boyish, but I'm thinking of uh He is the opposite of boyish to me because he's bald. <laughs> the only bald boy I know, Caillou. <laughs> what about uh what about Avatar? Oh, is his name his name could be Caillou. <laughs> Doesn't it seem like it could be Caillou? That's the prequel? You could tell me that that really was the prequel and I would know nothing about it. They wear the same color shirt, don't they? Brown. <laughs> sure. Okay, we've <laughs> lost the track of where we're at. Which How is- do you do you like New Moon? Um, I'm liking it more than I liked Twilight. Maybe it's, I've succumbed, succumbed to Stephanie Meyer's hypnotic prose. Succumbed sounds like a like a something that bugs ooze out when they're about to give birth. Succumb? The succum? Uh, the succum sack. Yeah. Um, I am in the succum sack of Stephanie Meyer's <laughs> New Moon. Um, because it's I think what happened is she wrote the first book mostly on her own and got it published with some some. I have no edits. idea the time. Between the two. I don't know either, but it feels like she um, had a contact at a publisher and then she was able to write this with a plan in mind. Chris, when did you originally read Twilight? Were the other books out yet? Yeah, because I read Twilight in 2008. So the movie came out. And oh. I think probably all the books or almost all of them. Yeah, all of them, out. I think, by the time the movie came out. So, but I never, I've, I never read New Moon. I only read Twilight. I read, I started Twilight when. Three when Eclipse had I think just come out before it was like fully. Did we talk about this? Did you read it on your own volition, or did you see the movies and then wanted to write? No, it was before the movies came out. The movies were just being buzzed about after I finished. You read the first book when the third came out. Yeah, yeah. I was. It was like just as the movies were being cast, like beginning stages. Love that you remember that. Yeah, I do. I specifically remember that buzz, and I read. The first three and had to wait for Breaking Dawn to come out. So I remember Nothing well. sounds more tragic. I agree. <laughs> um, but I don't remember the other ones as well. It's because I never saw this movie in theaters. I I pirated it while I lived in Germany. Um, the only exposure I had to the movies other than the first one, which I think I probably just saw on like on demand on, you know, cable box or whatever. I saw the other ones um, with the Riff Tracks guys. The Mystery Science Theater guys, they like have a company where they you can buy their commentary tracks. The thing is, ours are free, everybody. <laughs> Listen to Twilight, our commentary. It's available on this feed. Very feed. This very feed. Speaking of feed, my feed are walking down the street to say feet. That was a feet. Uh-huh. Um, feet feed. And pun. my feet are walking down the street to say, ouch, the gravel too hot. Hmm. We'll let you develop this one. Let's put this one back in the oven. Right. She's not ready to come out yet. All right. Um, but I'm like, I'm liking, um, I'm liking what I'm reading more. Get ready because we're a hundred pages in, and there's several, several hundred. It feels more like to go. thousands. This read quickly, but also it felt like quicksand. That's my review. Put it on the back. We'll be back. Ah. Y'all got a boyfriend, got a girlfriend who got too much stuff sitting around her house. You look at those pictures and you go, oh, that made my heart go bad. Well, me and my team, me, Grub, Plub, Bub, and Scub, will all scuttle into your house and steal up anything that reminds you of your loved one. Pictures, plates, pets, anything. Old kids, teeth that are laying around, that curtain that her mom made for you. Doilies? Uh-uh, not in my house. We'll get rid of them. We'll burn them. We're going to put them in a vat of oil and we're going to set that on fire. But, you know, in an environment-friendly way. Look, here we like to make sure that everything is reused, never recycled. So we give it to someone else new. So when you eat, take rid of your old stuff. We do burn it in a pile. But then we turn that pile into one of those chairs that's a hand. And we do have to have you, you know, sit on it and take a picture so you can put it on Instagram. 
Uh, you know, it's all better a cycle here, okay? All right, try us out at the Scuttlebug Bruds. Sparkle Nodes! Blair! Chapter Quote! Uh, this book starts out with a quote from Westworld. Uh, These violent delights have violent ends. Made famous by, again, Westworld. Made more famous by Westworld. <laughs> Bill Shakespeare. Chapter Previs! Uh, Bella tells us she's running through a street or whatever, and she's about to die, but it's for someone she loves, and Alice knew this would happen, but she can't help anymore, even though she's right there. Chapter one! It's Bella's B-Day, baby! She has a crazy dream about getting older. Don't we all? She's turning 18, and then she has a horrible dream where she's old, and and Edward's 17 forever, and she's like, oh no, I'm going to be old, and he's going to be hot and young. That's a true nightmare. Then she goes to school. She whines about it being her birthday. She doesn't want to have a birthday. She doesn't want to party. She doesn't want gifts. But eventually the Colons convince her to come over anyway. Alice does the Alice thing of being like, you're stupid. We're going to have fun. And I'm like, yeah, Alice. Charlie's like, I love that, Alice. Go have fun. <laughs> it's good. And then at the party, she gets a stereo. That's really fun. And then she's about to open her present, but paper cut. Blood. The vampires go crazy. Jasper almost kills her. Edward saves her. But uh, she falls on a bunch of glass. She falls on a bunch of glass. So Carlisle has to stitch her up. And it really bums old Eddie out. It bums Edward out. Bella talks to Carlisle about like, why? Chapter two. Well, we're in chapter two now. I know. I just wanted to say it. Oh, nice. <laughs> um, Bella finds out that Edward doesn't want to make her a vampire because he... Sincerely believes that there's a god in heaven and vampires are stuck in purgatory. So he doesn't want Bella to be in purgatory. Soul intact. Bella returns home wishing she was a vampire. They have one hot makeout sesh that bums her out because it's different than all the other makeout seshes. It's sad. Chapter three. Edward mopes around for 16, 17 hours. Years. Days. Years, no one can know. Edward's bummed. Bella doesn't want to be at school because Edward is bummed. But good on her. She keeps going to work. <laughs> uh, she comes home after school one day with Edward. And he's like, yo, we got to talk. And she's like, uh-oh, this not going to be good. So Edward takes her into the woods <laughs> to break up with her and says that she has to be safe, but she'll never see him ever again. She is so sad. She curls up in a ball in the woods. What comedy song is like, I'm lost in the woods? Oh, it's Frozen, Frozen 2. Too. So imagine that. Bella is lost in the woods. She's looking for Edward. She trips and hits her head and passes out. And then she wakes up at nighttime. She's wet. Um, she's she's wet. saved by Seth? Sam Yuli. Sam. Big, strong man carries her in. Um, and Charlie was really worried. She tells him that they broke up. All traces of Edward are gone from the house. It's real sad. And this book? Gonna get sadder, I think. Yeah, Bella is depressed for whatever, seven months. There's that crazy thing where there's just one month on every page. Pretty cool. That's what happened. So as discussed, um, I don't, I never read this book and I don't really remember much from it because I only saw the movie once with comedy track overplaying it. (laughs) So I don't remember much. So, I, but I do remember some things. So, so I wanted to see before we really um, get into the book how much we think we remember about it. Does that sound we fun? We've forgotten so much about Twilight, namely Alice's backstory and Jasper's superpowers. Is what I forgot. Um, I forgot. You know what? No, I had a one-to-one recollection of everything that was in Twilight. Nothing shocked me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I okay, okay, go. Yeah. What do you remember? I remember from the movie the scene where. Uh, Bella uh, is running um, like a no Bella and Jacob like fix up a a motorcycle they fix up cars and she's friends with them now I remember that from the movie I distinctly remember the scene where Bella has like a tiny cut on her head and and for some reason Taylor Lautner takes off his shirt to dab the wound that's good uh, which is so pulpy I remember that and that's Oh, and I remember the effect of how they make Ghost Edward. From the book, here are things Ghost I Edward? I remember Ghost Edward. Ghost? 
Yeah, she keeps um taking risks so that she can see a ghost of him. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> so I remember that. I remember the I remember the months going by in the book as we just read and also in the movie where it's just one continuous circle shot around Kristen's store. Oh, I see. I was hoping it would be um, pages from a tearaway calendar no. fluttering across the no, screen. No, it's like Kristen Stewart with greasy hair, greasier than usual, sitting That's in a so chair. That's so rude to Kristen. <laughs> sitting in a chair. Although in the later movies, she goes from greasy hair to full blown out bombshell wig. Uh, sitting in a chair, staring out the window, and the camera circles her as the months go by. Gotcha. Um, but So I remember that. And then I don't remember how she and Jacob become friends, but I they do. Oh, I also remember um 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 Alice in like a bandana and um sunglasses <laughs> on riding like a like a, a it's convertible a, Vespa or something. a convertible car through <laughs> Italy. Italy? <laughs> how do we how do we get there? <laughs> um I remember that we somehow learn about wolves and imprinting. This is a heavy lore book. So far there has been a lot of lore, which I don't remember any of. And I don't remember this whole scene where she is in the birthday party and cuts herself and gets glass in her arm. I don't remember that at all. Oh, I feel like that's an iconic Twilight movie scene. Oh, interesting. And then I remember that somehow we get to Italy. I think, I don't know. And somehow we meet the Volturi, but I don't remember really anything about the Volturi. Yeah. How does she meet back up with the vampires? They've left. The Collins are gone. You know? I think Alice comes to get her. That's fun. I think she visions Bella jumping off of the cliff, cliff diving. Oh, like and t- somehow Edward sees that vision in her mind. So then Edward goes to kill himself. So then she comes to Bella to save Edward. Oh, this is heavy stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm excited to meet Jacob in and the, the books and the the boys. And all the boys at La Push. And the two girls. I don't know why Stephanie can't write a book that doesn't pass, that passes the Bechdel test. Yeah, she's, <laughs> the whole book is so centered around the needs of the men in, the, in, the, in, her, in Bella's life. That's all we remember. And that's, that, that's fun though. Then we're going to have, oh yeah, it's like a whole fresh twilight. It is. And there's hundreds of pages for us to get through. I think more happens in this book. So maybe so far we'll have a happened. crazy time. I hope it's a crazy time because already a lot of things are silly to me. Oh yeah, let's and get fun. into it. There's let's get stuff. into it. Okay. okay, Chris, shut up. Oh no, shut up so we can talk don't, in just a second. Don't tell me to freaking shut up. I'm gonna tell you to freaking shut up so that we can so that so that we can start talking again, but in a second. Okay, that sounds good to me. Handshake. We didn't really do it, guys. It's trigger warning. COVID. COVID. I can't. Okay, side note: I can't get the image out of my head. How did Edward and Charlie watch a uh, watch a baseball football game, <laughs> something together for hours before Bella's there or whatever? <laughs> no, while Bella is while, there, just silently. Why did he come over? What was the plan? I loved it. Um, I my favorite Charlie moment is that he loves Alice. <laughs> he was like Bella. When is your cool friend Alice gonna come <laughs> over? She is a godsend. She hasn't been here in so long, and Bella is like, Dad, it's been two days since <laughs> Alice was here. Charlie is starved for any human interaction. He's so glad his daughter finally has friends. He's really happy they has friends, and he's so mad that the Collins left without any notice because he's there. He's like, "Oh great, they're sending my daughter." His boyfriend abandoned him without telling him. Also, her her boyfriend abandoned her in the woods, cold and shaking, on the brink of death. Oh yeah, Charlie is he be pissed? I can't wait for mad Charlie. Um, I want to first touch on my first impression of this book, which is that it's. So much gayer than the last book. It is. It is. I know you guys have lived through now three episodes in a row where we talk about how gay Twilight is. But the thing is, there's no avoiding it. It is. It is queer canon. (laughs) This book so much gayer. This especially. Chris, Chris, can you put an echo effect on that? Yeah, yeah. yeah, Do you want me to do it again now? Yeah. So much gayer. Nice. Thank you. Um, especially because these chapters, I think it's it, unintentionally. I think it makes the a, such a strong case for vampirism is a metaphor for 
not straight sexual behavior. Totally. That- this is the strongest, like, it really feels like we're reading vampire fiction that the whole series has been so far. Yeah. It, it's like, it's if Stephanie Meyer made this a deliberate choice, which then tints every conversation they have about, like, being together, what society's going to think, how we're going to grow old together. It's so thick. It's I'm going to say good. that if I was going to order all the chapters in how much I liked them, including the last book, these three would be right at the top. These are pretty good. Um, There's so much vampire. There's so much, like, YA stuff. A lot of teen drama. Depression, breakups, <laughs> fighting. Those are three big things in YA fiction. Um, oh, ooh, a medical procedure in a kitchen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and like dads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do we think, um, a quick pivot, we like this a lot more than Twilight, I think, already. So far. Uh, do you think the fans like this book as much? No. Mm, interesting. Because I think the I think people miss Edward. Yeah. I he's going to be gone. We're not going to see him except in Ghost for till like the end. <laughs> um, famously, I'm not an Edward fan. I think he's weird. He's weird in these but chapters. But you are team Edward. But the problem is, in this book, we're going to be team Jacob because he's going to be a nice, normal friend. Right. That's the trick with him. But we know what happens next time. <laughs> we know what happens when... On Twilight. <laughs> um. So yeah, it's, it's hard to escape how um, how thick that metaphor is. Yeah, let me just run down some of the gayest Bella moments real fast. Great, yeah. Um, we start off with their watching Romeo and Juliet, and she and Edward says, I'm so jealous of Romeo. And Bella is like, yeah, Juliet's pretty hot. <laughs> <laughs> and Edward's like, what? No, that's not what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. And, and then he follows it up with the weirdest thing ever, which I guess we'll talk about in a bit. But Yeah, it's real classic Vicon Bella because she... Has these feelings and doesn't know where to place them. Yeah, she has a crush on Romeo, but like, is it because he gets to be with Juliet? Who knows? Because <laughs> <laughs> it's like, she's like, I want to be best friends with Juliet, but also like, wouldn't it be so sad if I loved her and I <laughs> sobbed over her body? <laughs> yeah, she only cries when Juliet wakes up to see that Romeo's dead. That tells me. <laughs> that tells me something. <laughs> that she. She's so sad that, um, you know. That she's. That sad. she's. Yeah. Um, and then there's like a lot of, I'm sure you noticed, there's a lot of thick Rosella content here. So much. Every time she talks about Rosalie, she's just like, wow, she's so mean. She hates me, but God, she's beautiful. It makes me hurt on the inside. <laughs> there's a the fact that she's like, so present about like how Rosalie thinks about her really <laughs> suggests that she's in Rosalie's head and she's like, how do I make her like me? <laughs> <laughs> there's a scene where everything's chaos, but Bella pauses to talk about exactly how Rosalie looks. <laughs> and guess what? She looks smug. She looks cool. <laughs> and uh, there's when Rosalie's finally back because she's been gone, Bella drove her out of her home because Rosalie hates Bella so much hot um, that Rosalie is back and Bella is like, she was so beautiful. It was hard for me to breathe. <laughs> it was intense. Um, and then there's like a lot of gay Carlisle stuff. His entire chapter with Bella explaining his backstory is intensely. That. It starts with a Westworld quote. What's gayer than that? <laughs> than Westworld. I have a big theory now, since we can connect Evan Rachel Wood so easily to Kristen Stewart, I have a big theory about how you can connect all lesbians and bisexual women. And that's women with an X. Uh, together in just like one move. And Who's the celebrity you can really, you can connect to at that famous game? Is it Kevin, Sir Patrick Stewart? Kevin. <laughs> Kevin Bacon. Okay, it's like Kevin Bacon, but way easier. Yeah, it's um, it was funny. We played earlier. Yeah, yeah. We can. You guys want? Do you guys want to play? <laughs> Maggie really wants to do this live on the pod just to prove her point. Um, I think the my favorite scene of this allegory is the argument that Bella and Edward have that we read at the beginning of this episode. I was going to say they um. When they have their breakup later, mm-hmm. I wrote big gay energy next to um, this little bit where Edward is talking to Bella. Of course, I'll always love you in a way, but what happened the other night made me realize that it's time for a change because I'm dot, 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 tired of pretending to be something I'm not, Bella. I'm not human. There's, it's too much. It's too much for me. 
There's a lot of fun. Um, we, you and I, Chris, yeah. you and I watched a funny uh, video essay yesterday about queering Michael Bay movies. Yeah. Um, and I feel the same way when we talk about Twilight because while Stephanie does everything she can to make it as hetero as possible, it's just there. It's just in the yeah, canon. Yeah, by like, I think by trying to she tries reinforce so hard. the heterosexuality of it, 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 it shows you the paint on the walls and you're like, oh, it's It's like it's when all you fake. force only men to hang out with men and only women to hang out with women, things end up looking gay. Right. You know? When, when you have people of the same gender caring so much about each other and posturing for each other all the time. Honestly, that's so cute. It's, <laughs> it's like sports. Super, super hyper masculine, but they're still slapping each other yeah. around right, right, on right. the butt and stuff, right. and like hugging and crying. And they win and they lose together. And yeah, 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 they support each other. So it's like that, and like an all girls Catholic school, and that's what Twilight is. Twilight is an all girls Catholic school football and a, team and a men's rugby team. Right, right. And they all have to kiss. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, is this the plot of Elite on Netflix? <laughs> <laughs> I think it is. Everyone it's, I know wants to watch Elite, but convinces themselves out. Elite of it every has time. been on Netflix for three, four years or something crazy, but no one's watching it. But suddenly now everyone's like, should we watch Elite? Why? Is it because we're all stuck inside and we're like, now let's finally watch this Spanish teen soap opera? I started um, a Spanish, not a Spanish, a teen soap opera in English, but I think it must be like Canadian or something. All your favorite shows are Canadian. That's true. Um, and anyway, it's wild. It's about witches who get their power from singing. So the hex girls. It's sort of like if the hex girls were army. Army. Hex it's like girl. Handmaid's Tale meets the hex girls meets army. Impossible to follow. That's that my train. pitch for. I couldn't tell you the name <laughs> of this show. I have no idea what the name of the show That's is. So rude to the show. Uh, but yeah, super extreme in these chapters. The but whole thing where so much happens. My first impressions of these chapters. Why weren't these chapters in the first book? I was reading this with Maggie, and I turned to her and I go, "Do you even need to read the first book?" I think <laughs> because we, she does, she compacts so much like the the backs the lore and the setup of the relationships. We in, start like, the out first and they're chapter. dating their friends. We know he's a vampire because we knew that the whole time. We didn't need to wait 150 pages like in Twilight. I like there's energy in Twilight of the like just like palpable. We wish we could kiss and like trying to figure him out. It's kind of fun. Yeah, but here. All this action happens. We start right off the bat talking about. I was shocked. The Voltori is in the first few pages. I think. I think what it is is this book so quickly more takes more seriously. What does it mean for this teenage girl to be in love with a supernatural being? Mm -hmm. Where the first book they only really cared about that. Stephanie only wrote that in the last like six chapters. And in this well, one, we start off with like the consequences of their love. Which the is the conversations fun. that we were getting bored by at the end of Twilight are somehow more interesting in this. Yeah. Like, even the tired conversation of, I want to be a vampire, I don't want to make you a vampire. We have a more of a reason now. It's, like, richer. We yeah. understand. We talk to his dad about why he thinks this. Um, it just seems like she put more more care into rounding out these characters. That being said, I think the indoctrination also took it up tick in this one. What do you Stephanie mean? Stephanie looks into teen eyes and says, you better believe the world looks exactly like I think it does. Oh, there's... Um, Paragraphs yeah. of, <laughs> of like lore where Stephanie is like, you have to believe in God and heaven and hell exactly like I do because my characters that are thousands of years old also do. There's something, there's something odd about how the vampires, or at least Carlisle and Edward... Edward are like these, they don't, they're not like a part of organized religion, but they believe in, in implied the Christian of, God. Yeah. And, but then then she writes Bella as not being, Charlie says, she says, she's like, oh, I think he grew up Lutheran and her mom is like a hippie. Her mom tries out a bunch of churches, but just like she tries out pottery. Yeah, it's strange. So I I'm love like, Renee. I would take Renee's masterclass. It would be maddening. <laughs> Renee's masterclass on trying things. On trying pottery and 
succulents. So yeah, it's 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 um thick. We're seeing the the path being laid before us by Stephanie Meyer on getting the teens really into loving this chaste Christian man. Which you can be a chaste Christian man, but also he's a master manipulator, so it's weird. I think the weird thing is that the sh- the book doesn't posit like here are characters with these ideas. The book, I think, posits this is the way you have to think to be reasonable. Our character that's known as like the smartest, kindest, most right man in the, the oh, history has of his the idea universe, and he, he will not budge on it. Says. Nothing in my 400 years of living could possibly prove that my way of thinking is wrong. Oh, Carla. Yeah, Carla is like, oh, I know that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I see. I see. So I think that that is the book saying there's one way to think and believe that is right. And all the other ways are wrong. Right. Bella is just, you know, she's still young. She hasn't been around to learn that this is the correct way to think and believe. Also, we got our first little tidbit of what I interpreted as pro-life nonsense oh where'd you see it bella says it's my choice and carlisle says it's his choice too yeah that's uh (laughs) we're seeing something happening here (laughs) and then she's like oh i can go to somebody else to get it done and i was like "Uh (laughs) and he was like i'm not gonna do it yeah wild i miss alice already so does bella bella is just as sad sad that her friend is gone yeah they're was real implied of like they must have become much closer friends after the last book. Which I love for that. Because they definitely did become friends at the end of Twilight. Um, so clearly there's like an implied like closeness. And, you know, uh, Charlie says that Alice is over all the time to take care of Bella and all this stuff. So she's devastated by that. And I said, I wrote in my book, I was like, Stephanie knows that we like Alice. Yeah. But she's like the most fun side character. Um, Everyone stayed pretty fun. I... It got imp- I was more impressed with Stephanie's writing in these chapters, even I... when it it was bad. A lot of it was bad. <laughs> I was going to say uh, multiple I... times. I was like, "What does this even mean?" I circled a lot of adjectives in the first page. I also was like, "This seems so like Stephanie can't write dialogue. She was never meant to be a screenwriter because nope. nothing that the characters ever say makes sense. Like people, <laughs> bold people say. wouldn't say those things no. that." People say so. Uh, this is my hot take about her dialogue. People don't say full sentences sentences like that all the time. And she is constantly writing in paragraphs full, and like full thought, like subject, object, verb sentences. It's wild. So, but overall, like the the plotting here, more 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 better. I think I think the bones. There, some are foreshadowing there. happened. For one. Ye, they're thick foreshadowing. Like when Edward says, "Oh, if anything happens to you, I'm going to kill myself." Yeah. Which is like, uh, I do know that's like the plot of this book. It's like Edward's like, oh, I'm going to end my life because Bella's hurt or whatever. Yeah. Um, it's thick. Um, the foreshadowing, for sure. But it also feels like a more fun teen book. Speaking of more fun teen. Let's talk about the breakup. The saddest part of the teen. Breakup. Um, I wrote, maybe, maybe this just really speaks to how effective we got into Bella's mind. Mm. But when Edward was- Where did the Bella we used to know go, by the way? Sorry to interrupt. <laughs> she doesn't like the sun anymore? Oh, yeah. she. Actually, the first page I wrote, Bella, you used to love the sun. Bella, what? You want to take her by the shoulders and go, think about your lacy tops, Bella. You loved them. That being said, she's tough. She is funny and sassy. She's I think spicy. she's going to lose that entirely. I think in her the next being attacked- you think she's going to be losing because she's going to shatter that she doesn't have Edward. She's going to become a crumb of a person. Yeah, which is hard. Depression is real. This is going to be the depression book. Yeah, we already went through seven months of it. Seven? No, October, like three, November, four. December, January. Four, four months. We went through four months of her being depressed. Um, But I think when we come out of it, she's still... I'm interested to see how Stephanie writes depression because it's hard to do. Yeah. Um, we'll but see. Bella in these first few chapters is funny, even while Edward's like mopey. Yeah, she's kind of this. She, I she's think, got her sass back. She's, she had that. I think she's just more confident in it now. Yeah, because she is like, has nice. friends. Um, but she's not confident when Edward is being like weird and standoffish at school. Here's the thing: this felt like a real breakup to me. That's why I wrote in the margin. I go, I'm so confused here. And maybe it's because Bella is too. She's like, why am I feeling so weird that he's feeling like, and she doesn't know how to. This is so teen to me. Of like, you see one thing that's different and then she spirals. She immediately is like, oh, the world's ending and I don't know why. And Edward 
isn't looking at me in the hallway and she knows something's happening. Every time I've gone through a breakup, you see it coming for days. You're like, oh, we're going to break up. We're going to break up. We're going to break up. There's nothing to do about it, especially if you also want to break up. So you're just like, this sucks. Who's playing playing chicken and see who? Yeah. And then eventually you're, someone is like, let's let's hang out and talk. And, and you're, like, you're like, oh, oh we're just going to break up. Well, we feel that the air changed. Like there's a different uh, smell. And you're like, oh, now's the time to have that combo. Once I got broken up with at an elementary school parking lot. And that how felt, old were you? I was. It was my June senior year of high school. Why did you go there? It was like on the way to my house from where we were. And so we were hanging out with friends and we both left there and we met at the elementary school parking. Did you like call and you're like, hey, meet me at meet me at Southside Elementary School parking lot? Yes. Whoa. And I was like, Did it happen whatever. like it did in the book here? It sort of did. Well. I wasn't as tragically heartbroken. Here's my but, hot, here's my hot take. Do you think Stephanie Meyer's ever been broken up with? I think so because this to me is the most realistic thing she's ever written. <laughs> I think as a teen, when you're about to get broken up with, it totally feels. The same. You know, uh, yes. Yeah, because so, then it's over, and you're like, Ugh, whatever. There's nothing to do in the conversation. You're just like, what? Oh, see, but Bella was not like, oh, what? She was so sad. Yeah, but she's sad in like a. There's nothing for me to do about. Oh yeah, it was now. kind of happening to her. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I was confused by that chapter, but I think that's just a part of it. And it went on for too long. It did I go think on. We can that's all also agree. the problem. The, the chapter. Stephanie's it, it, editor could have been like, can it happen the next day instead of four days later? Well, her editor need to say, don't make a second book that's 500 pages long when your first book was also 500 pages long. Her editor could have said, does Edward need to let her take all those photos of him so that he can go steal them? Or can we just not take the photos in the first Here's book? the thing I wrote in my book. I was affected by her going back to her room and the photos were gone and the CD, the mixtape, Edward makes her a mixtape for his, for her 18th birthday by mixtape. I mean, a recording of him playing piano. Um, and Edward and Bella like cries listening to it. She's like, wow, I love this. Edward's best joke was, I figured you wouldn't let me buy a piano to put in your room for me to play these for you. (laughs) It was pretty good. Um, but then after the breakup, Edward uses his super speed to speed into her room and steal all the things of his, and including the CD. And a note for Charlie. Oh, yeah. And he forges a note from Bella to Charlie. Which is weird. Um, but, yeah, she's like, oh, I, I can't even look at a picture of him anymore. I can't listen to him play the piano. That's sad. I yeah. thought that was sad. Edward I shed a tear. I shed a tear. I'll say it. I said I sobbed. I sobbed like a baby, okay? Edward has this idea of human breakups that this clean break that he loves is the way to go. I, see, I totally disagree. I read through it. I think Edward's putting on a face because he's really sad. So he's going to try to be tough. totally, totally. Yep. And he's a manipulator. Oh, That's also, his personality. Also, he's a shit. I love how much Carlisle loves Edward. He does his first baby boy. Every time he was talking about how good and it's decent nice he thinks he his is. son is, I was like, "That's really nice." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but his nice son is too nice in that he said, I think it's nice if we have a clean breakup. Bye. So I'm gonna to make try all to spare my fr- her all, I'm gonna make all your friends leave ahead of time and then three days later tell you and steal all the stuff from your house. So I'm gonna extend it, make you insane for three days. Do you think he took the stereo out? Do you think we're gonna learn whether or not he took <laughs> the stereo out? He gifted her a car radio. Do you think it's gone? <laughs> also, are we gonna learn whether or not the copy of the photos that went to Renee if he took them out? Because he <gasps> makes a point of taking the envelope. That she's going to send Renee of all the photos, George? Do you oh, know? that's honestly a good little thing that Stephanie included. Yeah, so Bella that's is going to, for you listeners, Bella is going to send a copy of all the photos she took to her mom. Photos of Edward. Of Edward, of her friends, of her and Charlie, like all the photos of her life here in Forks. She got two copies as is film, and she's sending one whole bunch to Renee, and she's like, I'm going to drop these off. And Edward is like, I'll drop them off and I'll still beat you home. So he takes the package. He must have taken. He must them have out. done it. He must have taken. Them. That's pretty. That's pretty good. Do you think we'll ever find out? Um, no. For sure. No. Maybe. What about the bow that she kicked under her seat in her truck? Do you think we'll find out what happened to that? <laughs> These are well, the loose ends that I wonder if. Look, Edward if, if we of. don't, if we don't get an answer to this by the end of the book, I'm going to say bad book. Um, you know what 
Edward can erase the scar on her hand that's colder than the rest of her hand. Scars do be like that, though. They don't be colder than the rest of your Well, hand. a little bit because there's not as much like blood going to it, I think. Yeah, but this is it, that it's vampires, though. Oh, no, I thought it was just a normal scar thing. No, 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 no. She's Ew. talking about how cold Edward's skin is, and then she was like, I was looking at the scar on my hand that's colder than the rest of my skin, but only slightly. Yeah, weird. Gross. <laughs> mm-hmm. Nasty. Um, Edward in this book swears that this won't be Bella's last birthday. Do you think it will be? Yes. I don't think she becomes a vampire this book, but I think maybe like the start of the next book. Do you think her birthday is on the same day as Harry Potter's because they're both in September? Um, hers is September 13th. Isn't his like September 2nd or something? First? July 31st? What am I thinking of that happens in September? Um, oh, Hogwarts Guy Fox Day. day? It's no, the day where you go to Hogwarts is in September. Oh, right, right. Look, we're going to think about calendars for a little bit. I, if, only, I, if I had an organizer. If you had your Palm Pilot, you would be able to play Snake and see when Harry Potter's birthday is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll be back. See ya. Life's all about hobbies. Trying some out, tossing some aside. That's the Renee way. In my master class, I'll teach you how to try out pottery or maybe beading. We could try flower arranging or maybe bricklaying. Have you ever tried caulking a sink? We can do that. How about books? Read them? Okay, try painting. All out of water to zhuzh your brushes in? That's fine. Let's move on to hat making. Don't love that? Whatever. We'll move on to cobbling. Cobblers. Cobwebs. Corn on the cob. Cobbert Pattinson. Club feet. Club penguin. These are just some hobbies that I'll be teaching in my master class. Renee teaches trying things. Look, it's become an unironic Twilight podcast. Oops. Chris. Oh, no. Chris. No, stop. No. Chris. Look, we're on the second Chris. book. <laughs> Chris, I cannot. Chris. Chris, I cannot. Chris, I cannot stop thinking. Chris, I cannot stop thinking about the fact that the vampire's teeth are coated in venom. Venom. Which means that when she kisses him, there is venom in her blood. Well, that's the thing about venom. You can eat it. Is that true? Yeah. Venom is it has to get in your blood. Poison. You what can if eat. she has a cut on her lip? Well, I guess Edward would know. Edward Edward would know. See, that was funny because she was like, I'm making out with him, but I've got to be careful about his teeth. His yeah, venom teeth. His, I'm going to say again, venom coated teeth. Do you think he can milk them? No, oh. you wouldn't need to. You just need to brush them off. They're not inside. It's coated. That's hot. Milk my teeth. Chris, Bella, again. milk my teeth. <laughs> Bella, Bella, milk my teeth. In this version, Edward's Italian. Chris. Eduardi. But they're... Did we we learned that his last name is Mason? Did you catch that? His real last name is, is he a Freemason? Mason. No, it's just Edward Mason. I know. Was he a Freemason? Probably not. Okay. Listen, coded is the key coded. word here. Coded teeth. That's weird. It's like if you dipped your teeth in yogurt in the morning. <laughs> well, I do. That's how I keep <laughs> pearly white. They're, they're not actually white. <laughs> it's just, just yogurt. It's just yogurt underneath their. Black for from all, oh, it's sugary yogurt. I should say it's Danimal. <laughs> oh, so they're that's they're, why they're slightly pink, pink and blue. They're always pink, top row pink, bottom row blue. Guys, since I've been sick, I've gotten fully addicted to Froyo. It is um a lot. There's either an owl or someone or a crying, crying child or upstairs, someone a ghost? laughing or a ghost in our apartment. You can't hear it on the recording, but let me tell you, it is. Kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Chris, what can you start thinking? About? I can start not stop thinking about how we said it a bit ago. I had to hold my tongue. Um, so uh, uh, Bella's going to get her photos processed at the the quickie mart or whatever. Um, and then Edward's like, hey, I'll take those to get them developed. You just go home. I'll beat you there. Which is insane. She's going from school all the way home. And he says... I can beat you to a ch- errand, drop it off, pay for it, get in my car, come back, and I'll still be at your house before you. He's just mailing. He just is dropping it off in a post office. Even still. Just a drop box. Do you, okay, 
two trains really fast two trains yeah if is he running it there and then taking his car lifting it and running it to vela's house or is he driving through town at 100 miles an hour either way it's insane it's unsafe i don't like did edward not take the twilight oath where you're supposed to think about charlie and not speed clearly edward did not take that the oath, oath stuck to my heart by the way i think about it often <laughs> All the times that you're speeding these days. Yeah. Chris. Yeah. Chris. 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 Oh, Chris. This episode brought to you by Skrillex. Um, Chris, I cannot. Chris, stop reading New Moon. Oh, what? Sorry, I was reading this engaging new book I'm starting. It's called New Moon. Chris, I cannot. Speaking of New Moon. Stop. Zip. Eep. I just showed Megan my. Zip. Eep. What was the squeak? <laughs> I just showed Megan my cute little butt. You have the zipper in the back of your pants? Yeah. My butt's always covered in margarine, so it squeaks when I take my pants off. Chris, your butt is nasty. What? It's just covered in green old margarine. I don't know what you're talking about. Chris, I cannot stop thinking about um, Bella cutting her arm open and wearing a different shirt, and Charlie doesn't notice. She also has a bandage on her arm, and he's like, oh, yeah, well, you fell. Cool. Yeah, she's wearing a shirt that's covered in blood, so they're like, uh, we should probably make you change so that Carly- Charlie doesn't flip out. So she just gets one that's, like, the same color. There's another blue shirt or whatever. And Charlie doesn't notice. And then he notices but, but, the bandage, and he says, what happened? And she's like, oh, I fell. And he's like, Bella. Cue <laughs> <laughs> laugh track and, like, bing, 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 boom. And that's a that's a bad dad moment on Charlie. Charlie is not um he his his daughter's birthday. His daughter got hella stitches and he's like And it's like her 18th birthday and like she's with her boyfriend and his boyfriend's just like, hey, can I take her? And he's like, Yeah, that's fine, whatever. I didn't have any plans for her. I was just gonna watch baseball by myself. Pizza, Chris. Yeah, he brought pizza and then he was like, I'm just freaking gonna watch baseball. I didn't have any plans (gasps) for your birthday. I thought That's of another one. You know what else I can't stop thinking what? about? That Alice had already had visions of what all of Bella's presents were. And she told her. So she was so like, rude. she was like, did you like the camera from your dad and the photo album from your mom? I thought that was so nice. And Bella was like, oh. <laughs> How does Alice's visions work? Does she have to think about it? Was she like, what's Bella going to get for her birthday? That's a great question. I don't think we'll ever get the answer because they seem to or strike her in, in the last. Is book. she in love with Bella? So she's like, I see everything that happens to her. I think that Bella and Alice is a much more common ship. Ballas. Ew. Ballast. Alella. Alella. Um is a much more common ship than Rosella. Which is rude. Which is rude. Um, my uh, can't stop thinking about It's is, frankly erasure. It is erasure. Hate to lovers. It is, That's a classic gay thing. It is a Frasier. You don't know how to talk <laughs> Chop <Frasier>. salad. <laughs> That's all I know about Frasier. I'm the fancy one. Uh, uh, I'm the ad man. Um, you can take that out side <laughs> and well, leave it by the curb. Welcome to the Frage Pod. My name's Simon. <laughs> Simon, my name's Diamond. Guys, we love Golden Girls now. We love Golden Girls now. Please email us which Golden Girl you are. Oh my goodness. Which golden girl is Alice? Which golden girl is Edward? Which golden girl is Bella? Easy. I'll do that. Okay, great. This is my can't stop thinking about is golden girl. (laughs) Chris is Blanche. I am. Well, I'm talking about I am Blanche. Thank you. I'm talking about the Twilight characters. Yeah, I'm talking about us. Well, this is an impasse. Tell them who I am. Um, You are God. Dorothy? I'm gonna, we're saying Dorothy. Thank you. Mean and low voiced. Thank you. Oh, <laughs> uh, good. Chris, are you, can you think of anything else? Um, real quick, when Bella's lost in the woods, she is um, a baby deer who's never learned how to walk. Classic B. She says, I started to worry that I was traveling in a circle. A very small circle at that. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> but I kept going. How small? Do you think just like... I think she was just stepping as tight of a circle as humanly possible, her foot next to itself over and over and over. <laughs> That's why she was dripping. I stumbled often, and as it grew darker and darker, I fell often, too. <laughs> and then eventually she breaks her head open. And eventually she's just passed out in the woods. 
And it's so it's stupid. so funny. All the men are standing around her, and they're all like, "But are you okay?" And Bella's are like, you- "I don't know." And also, Bella, is I mi- said, <laughs> and the doctor is like, "I think she's fine." They're all trying not to be like, "Um, this is an overreaction." And Bella even admits she's like, "Well, we had our conversation, and I could see the house. It was." <laughs> Bella, she's like, oh, we had Robert Pattinson. Robert Pattinson and I went into the woods only like two trees in. We could see the house, but then I somehow got lost in the woods. (laughs) How did that happen, Bella? Uh, So all the men are like, okay, we're going to go home and light fires to celebrate the colons being gone. Very funny. Uh, I'm going to light a fire. In my heart? In my heart that we're now in this book. Yeah, we'll see you next week with chapters four through six. I'm I, excited. I hope it's. Um, a sh- I think we'll a finally see stint. Jacob. For I hope real. we finally see Jacob. I hope he knocks on the door. He's like, "Sorry about your old boyfriend," and he has like banana bread muffins. <gasps> that is so. Also, cute. his shirt is off already. Already off. I here's something I don't remember: Is Jacob already a wolf, or does he become? Yeah, a wolf because remember he like grows eight inches tall and he has like muscles in the. Last oh, book. the last book. So he's already. A wolf? I think I think it hits wolf pretty pretty. But maybe he's like he's like rejecting. These are him. the questions we have to answer soon. Yeah, oh, I can't wait to start talking about wolf lore. Do you know anything about wolves in uh, popular culture? You know, they take their pants off before they become wolves. But are they like straight? I know nothing about werewolf lore. I don't either. Well, we'll read about it. Gotta do some research. They seem mask at the very least. Oh uh, yeah! If you want to see mask, come into our DMs on Instagram. Yeah, say hey, sugar baby. Hey, sugar baby. What you doing? And today? you can do that at Edward is a vampire pod on Insta. That's at E D W A R D I S A B A M P I R E P O D. Edward is a vampire pod. Maggie's talking to me in the way Edward talks to Bella always, like an idiot. Um, we also have a Gmail, but I don't know what it is because Chris always does this part, but he stole my oh, part. Oh, Edward is a vampire pod at gmail.com. Okay, the I same. should I should have been able the to same, remember baby. that one. It's all the same. Reach out if you want to do a collab. Don't reach out if you want to do a collab. Yeah, reach out if you want to do a collab, oh. but you better be good at cosplay. <laughs> so As us. Can't wait to see it. Please cosplay <laughs> as us and send us your pictures. Uh, we have an exciting uh, guest next week. Yes, we're very excited. Oh. Uh, I'm choking on my own blood. He got a cut in his mouth again from those teeth. You're everything I would like to be. Hey, yeah. I don't know the words, so I'm gonna make some up. You are the wind beneath my chop. <laughs> Wait a minute, chop. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>